Our readings this Sunday all have to do with the power of prayer, especially intercessory prayer, petitionary prayer, where we ask God for a favor and he grants it. Our first reading is a story from the book of Exodus where Moses, who's led the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, and they're wandering the desert on their way to freedom, uh, the promised land of Israel, they're encountered with all sorts of enemies and opponents, one of which is the Amalekites. And they have to fight these uh, enemies. And Moses says it's only with the power of God that we will win. And so Moses goes up onto the mountain after telling Joshua, go uh, meet the army in the valley and fight them, and I will pray for you. And he goes up on the mountain with Aaron and Hur, his assistants, and raises his hands in prayer. And the scripture says, whenever Moses had his hands up, Joshua was winning. Whenever he let his hands down because he was tired, then Joshua would start losing. Meaning that he had to hold his hands up. He had to constantly ask for the favor of God in order for Joshua and the Israelites to win. And he got so tired that Aaron and Hur actually held his hands up for him. You can imagine him just like, I can't pray anymore. How long this battle must have taken all day. But they won. And it's an interesting story because it's, it's not, I don't think, the way that we all the time think about the efficacy of prayer, how it works, that God needs us to do something for it. Or maybe we do think of it this way. We have to do some kind of thing for him so that he can um, do something for us. But I think the lesson of what's going on in that story is more that God is fighting with Israel. Um, Without God, they're nothing. They're just a weak little tribe. They have no business getting out of slavery in Egypt. First of all, they were a captive nation, but then beating all of these enemies out of the land of Canaan and settling into the land. It's only because of Yahweh and his power that the Israelites stood a a chance. Um, But at the same time, God will not simply let Moses stand up on the mountain with the rest of the Israelites and say, God, you go ahead and kill all these Amalekites. They still have to fight. But they also have to recognize God will not let them think that they can do this on their own. There must be some sign to them that it's God who fights with them. And that is what prayer, especially petitionary, intercessory prayer, asking God for favors is really like. It's a cooperation of divine and human freedom, of God's will and my will. And the object is really to get my will to line up with God's will. Even Jesus prayed. Throughout the Gospels, we see him going off into solitude when he's had a really long day multiplying loaves and fishes, or when he's got to make a big decision, like choosing his 12 apostles. He goes off and he prays. Most dramatically, we see him in the agony in the garden. We have a window of it right here. Jesus praying to the Father before his crucifixion. And he says, Father... If it be your will, let this chalice pass from me. Meaning, if I don't have to take on all the sins of the world and suffer this indignity, this humiliation, this death, then I don't want to. But, he says, not my will, but yours be done. Now, Jesus is God, so he has God's heart, God's will. But he also has a human will. We are also in Jesus, just as Jesus is in us. And he is lining up that human will perfectly with God's will. And the idea is this, that you cannot do anything outside of God's will. If God does not will it, it will not happen. (laughs) No amount of our scheming and fighting and working will ever build anything 
unless God is the builder, unless it's his will to do it. But if we do God's will, if what we're doing is God's will, then there's unlimited power at our disposal. In my own personal life, I've known that sometimes I get stressed, I have sleepless nights, I'm worried about things, or I'm angry about things, or I'm just thinking, like, what do I need to do? I have a million things in my head. And sometimes when I'm laying up in, in bed at night and I, I'm worried and I can't sleep and I'm thinking about stuff, I'll snap out of it and realize I have infinite providence at my disposal. Like, if I had it all my way, if I could really get everything that I wanted out of the world by just working really hard or being really smart or manipulating people or getting what I want, it's still, nothing would end up the way I actually wanted it. I'm totally powerless. But if I'm plugged into God, then what do I have to worry about? John the 23rd, St. John the 23rd, the Pope, um, who called the Second Vatican Council, he was famous for his one-liners. He said that when he goes to sleep, with all he had to worry about in the church and the entire world, he's the Pope, for crying out loud. His prayer was, okay, Lord, it's your church, I'm going to bed. Then he'd go to sleep, and he would sleep like a baby with all the things he had to worry because he knew that God was on his side. God was fighting for him. Not that he could just fold his arms and let the church go to hell in a handbasket like he didn't have work to do. But if we're worried, if we're, totally, if we're anxious, we're, we're racked with this with anxiety, then maybe it's because we're not praying. Maybe it's because we're not trusting the Lord. There's a saying, work as if everything depends on you, Pray as if everything depends on God. Have you ever heard that? Well, it's not really true. My spiritual director used to say it's actually the exact opposite. Pray as if everything depends on God. Or pray as if everything depends on you, rather. And work as if everything depends on God. I've thought about that for you. He told me that years ago, and I've, I've thought about it. I'm like, it, it doesn't really make sense. I, I like the work as if everything depends on you, because then I can just get to work and do my thing. And then when I stop and pray, I'll be like, actually, God, I realize that everything depends on you. But we bifurcate our life into these two halves. But I would think what my director was telling me to do is work as if everything depends on God. In other words, if you're doing something and it's not God's will, or if God is not building the house, then the builders build in vain. Don't try to go against God's will. If you're working, do it with him. Let him work with you. Let him fight for you. And when you pray, pray as if everything depends on you, i.e., if you stop praying, you'll be emptied of all your power, emptied of all your efficiency, all the things that God might do through you. If you disconnect from that power, then it will all be in vain. Finish with this. Jesus says in the parable today to get us to not stop praying, to get us to recognize this dependency. He says, it's like an unjust judge who doesn't care about people, he doesn't care about his job, he doesn't care about justice, and there's this widow pestering him because she needs an, a just decision. She needs his, uh, his approval for, to, get which, to get what she needs. So she keeps bugging him and pestering him and asking him. And finally, even though he has no heart, even though he's totally loveless, he says, well, I guess I'll do it because she might strike me or keep bugging me, so I'll render her a just decision. And Jesus says, if even a dishonest judge will render a, a just decision if you ask him over and over and over again, how much more will the God of heaven, who is love itself, infinite mercy, how much more will, we see, will he seek to come to your aid when you ask him? 
What he's not saying is that God is like that unjust judge. Like we need to keep poking him and bugging him. Like, hey, I need this. I want this. The thing, the thing is, too, we don't often know what we want. What, God, what Jesus is saying is that God already knows what you want. God wants to give you what you need. So how much more, a fortiori, how much more will prayer be effective? St. Augustine says that the reason Jesus wants us to pray is not because God needs us to tell, us, tell him what we want or what we need. He already knows, knows better than us. What Augustine says is that prayer exercises our heart. It grows our desire for what God wants to give us because we often don't know what we're looking for. We need to grow our hearts, almost like, like working out a muscle. As we pray and ask for God to help us, we grow in our desire for God. And he says this, The deeper our faith, the stronger our hope, the greater our desire, the larger will be our capacity to receive that gift, which is very great indeed. It's as if God has this great gift, the gift of himself, which he gives us in the Eucharist. He wants us to ask for it, to keep asking for it, to work as if everything depends on him, to pray as if everything depends on us.